Welcome to the Tiffany Micah podcast. What we do here is build the strength and courage in you to accomplish your big dreams and goals in your sport. No longer will you feel limited. You won't feel you're not good enough. You won't question whether you will make it. Those doubts will disappear because you will have the competitive edge over your opponents and leave them in your wake. And the bonus is others will notice. Listen up and take notes because I will show you exactly how to do it. Hey there, this is Tiff here from the Tiffany Micah podcast and welcome to today's episode. What I want to share with you today is actually an interview that I just did recently with uh, the Red Hot Truth talk show and what we do is we just talk about, uh, you know, really to let go of the regrets that you've had and if you've been listening to me for a while, you may have heard me talking about some of the regrets that I had growing up and as a, as a sports person and we talk about that and how I was able to do that we talk about sport we talk about tennis we talk about golf we talk about how to how to deal with the re- regret and then move forward and what what you need to do and plus you know we talk about my new book focus how to reach your potential in sport business and life so the book is now out if you go to tiffany micah m-i-k-a.com forward slash focus the you can actually purchase the book directly from me and if you'd like me to sign it for you i'd love to do that for you as well just let me know and uh don't go anywhere just keep doing what you're doing the audio may not be that great uh with the interview it just may you may find that it sounds a bit funny we'll let that stuff go Okay, so what I want you to do is dream big, believe in you, go. Okay, so what I want you to do is dream big, believe in you, go after your dreams, and enjoy the interview. About, my God, I gave up on me, and I didn't think I was good enough. Well, Tess, welcome to The Red Hot Truth. It is so great to have you here. You know, when I spoke to you on the phone beforehand Mm -hmm. and you shared with me that there was a moment that you realised you had been living 25 years Mm -hmm. with regret. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, Mm -hmm. that is a significant time to be living with regret. Tell me about that story. I was thinking about my nieces. Evie uh, was, she was, she's now 12, but she was eight at the time and Lillian was four. And I was thinking about them and I was thinking about how they had um, this opportunity to have a wonderful life and and I was thinking about how I'd love them to grow up to be confident, really believe in themselves, go after their dreams because I love them so much. <laughs> and, um, and I was thinking about that and I thought I don't want them to grow up with hang-ups and I don't want them to grow up not thinking that they're good enough and not thinking that you know, that they, they could believe in themselves enough to really go after what they wanted in life and to never let anything hold them back. 
And what I found was when I was thinking about that in that moment, I realised that I had done that to me. So from the age of 20, when I gave up on my tennis career, I looked at it that I gave up on me. And then, and I'm going to get emotional in a second, but 25 years later, in that moment, I was thinking about, my God, I gave up on me. And I didn't think I was good enough. Yeah. And I went through that. So I spent probably the next two hours sobbing, like, uncontrollably. <laughs> you get a no, I'm good. Because <laughs> I don't know what happened. I didn't think it was going to bring up so much emotion. And that's great that it brings yeah. up emotion because it's so true to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And my husband, we call him Coxie, um, he was like, oh, you know, I've got to fix, I've got to fix you, I've got to help you stop crying, you know, what can I do? I said, just let me cry. I said, yeah. I've been holding on to this for 25 years. And I didn't realise until that moment when I was thinking about my beautiful girls <laughs> that I love so much. Yeah. Yeah. She loves you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and that's amazing. And so what I found really fascinating when I was reading the form that you sent back to me was mm-hmm. that you left school and you decided to follow a tennis career yes. and you went into a tennis academy mm-hmm. and um, that didn't quite work out the way you thought it would. No. Yeah. And from the age of 20 when you decided not to pursue that anymore, you were so hard on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, well, but that's such a young age yeah. to, to have such a fixed idea of who you want to be. Yes. Where did that come from, do you think? Um, I, well, I remember when we moved to Grafton when I was six and a half, seven, well, I had my first tennis camp and I don't know, I don't know what other people are like, but when, as soon as I stepped onto the tennis court, because mum said I used to run around the house with tennis ball and racket and so on, but when I stepped onto the court, I really felt at home, like mm. I felt like I belonged. And from that moment on, that was it. I just knew what I wanted to do with the rest of my life was just be a tennis player. That was mm. it. That was that was everything to me. I lived and breathed it, didn't I, Mum? It was just, it was it was everything to me. Yeah. And so, mm. tell me, what wasn't working for you in the tennis, or what made you decide to give up? When mm. I finished school, I went to the tennis academy, and I found that I was really struggling with competing. I was really struggling with that. I was losing every time I got out on the court and I, I worked harder than, you know, than everybody because they used to say, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do something else. Okay, so I'd go out and train harder. But what I found that every time I competed, I was just, I was losing. Mm. And when, um, when I went overseas, I was just losing every, like, first round all the time. And I was like, I just don't know what's going on because I'm working so, so hard. hard. You know, are you doing everything that people are telling you to do? Oh yeah, I was doing, doing all the training. I, I, I'd train harder than, than anyone. Yeah. And I'd get out there and grind it out and, and do everything that I possibly could. Yeah. And, but it, nothing was changing. And, and that was the, so frustrating That was hugely frustrating yeah. for me. Hugely. Because I just didn't know what to do. I was in Germany. I rang mum. I remember. I was stood in a phone box. <laughs> okay, Mum. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, before mobile phones. <laughs> um, and I said, okay, I've decided to come home. Um, I'll go to university because the big thing for her, you know, with especially me and my sister, was to go to uni, which I wasn't interested in. But I said, okay, 
I'll go to uni and um, I'll go and get a real job because Dad, <laughs> Dad and I used to have this running thing where he always wanted me to get a real job. I've never uh-huh. had a real job, whatever that is. But <laughs> what is a real yeah. job, really? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> his, his idea was, you know, that nine to five thing. Yeah, whereas of I've course. Never... So your dream of being a tennis player has ended and not only that, you were then living someone else's or trying to fit into someone else's tr- idea. Trying, I was trying to figure out who I was, yeah. you know, and I, all I saw myself was a failed tennis player. Yeah. And I saw myself as that for 25 years as a failed tennis player. And how did that translate in your life for you? Like, you, did you have a negative self-talk? Oh, did you time. lack confidence? Did that stop you from doing things? Because I know um, lots of young women out there feel like failures yeah you know mm. at a young age because yeah. from a young age they're really told to compare themselves yeah. to x y and z you go through school and you're taught to compete mm. against the next person the best person gets the a or whatever it is yeah. so and i really want them to hear how that was for you so they can look at it and go actually I get that. Mm. So um, I do remember, there's, there's things I remember. So I've seen photos of myself through that time, especially with, through my 20s, early 30s. I see this incredibly sad young woman. And at the time, I didn't know that I was sad. Like, I just went, okay, well, I've just got to figure out what I've got to do. But when I look back now and, and photos that I've seen, I'm like, oh, my God, that looks... Poor girl, my mm. poor girl. I feel so sorry for her. And I remember sitting in um in the train, and I had just come back to Sydney, and I was looking out at um out the window, and I saw a tennis centre, and it just tore me up inside. I couldn't bear to look at the tennis court. Wow, I just had to turn so away. Strong. It was just absolutely devastating um for me. So um trying to figure it out was well, you know, I went to uni, did a sports degree so I got a human movement studies degree and and I was like okay well what will I do I don't know I'll teach tennis I guess because that's what I know um but like it wasn't a passion that I wanted to teach because I still looked at myself as a failure and so I also started a sports skills business and I was successful in the the tennis coaching I was successful with a sporty kids business that I had a sports skills business for young kids to help them with their sport and did that really well, but it wasn't it wasn't fulfilling me inside, and I felt very empty. Because success without fulfilment is almost nothing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I saw myself as a failure, and because I saw myself at twenty years of age, and I gave up on my dream, and I considered really I gave up on me, then it was like I can't. I don't know what I'll do. I'll just stumble along and figure stuff out along the way and that was pretty much I pretty much fell into things and I was doing a course earlier in the year and they said they were talking about when you achieve goals and stuff and I was like well I haven't really achieved a goal you know if I really look at it like the goal that I really wanted to achieve I didn't achieve it so they were like oh I know but you've done this and you've done that and I'm like yeah but I just fell into that that wasn't really what I wanted to do yeah. That's so incredible. So when you look at yourself now compared to them, yes. what's the difference? I worked on me. <laughs> but what's different oh, inside of you? Very comfortable in my own skin. Yeah, and before you weren't? No, not how, at all. And so not at all. How, so what is, how did that feel? Like did that stop how did that stop you? 
just felt like I never fitted in because I always felt differently towards things. I always thought about things differently. And, you know, I mean, like I loved sport. And a lot of the people that I grew up with were not, like, heavily into sport like I was or anything. Mm-hmm. So um, I felt like it, it was a real struggle to fit in. And, and because I didn't think that I was good enough because I had all this stuff going on in my head, um, again, I felt like I didn't fit in either, you know, because yeah. I, I was too caught up in my head. So I didn't see the big picture. All I saw was, like, this, yeah. you know, and I couldn't get out of that. But I didn't know that that was the problem. That was the thing. I didn't know that that was the problem until later on. And I think, you know, especially also for young women now is sometimes you don't have the emotional intelligence, right? Mm. You don't know how to process those emotions. You don't don't know what the right questions are. And, you know, and it's... And where do you even go and find answers? Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. But then you said you started golfing. Yeah. And so tell me about that because that's when you started going, oh, hang on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah tell me about yeah. the golfing experience. Yeah, so, you know, 14 years later, after my torment about tennis and, and all that kind of thing, I discovered golf and mum bought me some um, golf lessons for, for Christmas. Mum's very supportive. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, What's Dad doing? Yeah. He, he, was he, wants the, he wants you to get the real job. Yeah, yeah, the real job. But one of Dad's uh, friends actually said to me, look, you know, because my parents had a real estate agency and he said it would be a really good idea if you would go and learn to play golf because he said it would be good for networking and all of that. And I actually thought, well, I'm not really keen on learning golf, you know, but I think I'll go and do that. And I actually didn't really go to learn golf to learn golf. I actually went to go and meet people because I became so insular. I just didn't want to, because I actually moved back with my parents. I was in some terrible relationships, all for the wrong reasons because of how I felt about me. Oh, exactly, right. And you attract the like people. That's right. Right. And so we went through this transitional period, you know, 33, moving back with mum and dad. Oh, great. They're all no, telling, I'm sure they were all their, all, their friends, <laughs> all their friends are saying, you know, like, you should be married and you should be having kids. And I'm like, there must be something wrong with me. You know, there's all of this sort of stuff. Oh, God, totally. And um, so learned to go and, and play golf for really to go and meet people to get myself out of how I was feeling. As you see, you can't see past the blackness. No, no. Right. No. And so you went to tell me what happened when you started playing golf. Oh my then. God. I thought it would be really easy. <laughs> it's not right because no. I would try to hit a golf ball yeah. and I couldn't do it. No, no, it's not easy. Um, I thought, oh, you know, how hard. How hard can I play? I've played every sport there is and done pretty well at it. Tennis, you know, the ball's moving and, you know, you've got to run to the ball and so on. Well, this one's still. This one's still. It's Give just sitting. All you got to do is swing down and hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> what was the lesson then to not have the expectation? Not to have the expectation and to start as a beginner. Mm-hmm. Have a beginner's mindset. What social media does is just show, um, you know, like a glamour photo of somewhere you've been as a holiday. I mean, I'm the same. I share wherever I've been and it looks fantastic. You're totally. like, oh, you're living the life. But they yes. don't see what's behind the scenes. They don't see that you're getting up at four o'clock in the morning and you're training your butt off at the gym and then you're yeah. going to work and then, you know, all these things that I've been been doing is building this, you know, this new business that I want to build. They don't see that I'm, you know, awake from four o'clock in the morning till eight, eight thirty at night 
you know, and then telling me to get off the laptop, yeah, um, and have a break. Um, <laughs> you know, doing doing all of the, the, the hard work to, to get something, you know, going. To going. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I, I think we blame social media for too much. Mm. You know, everything social media's fault, mm. but mm. really, isn't it up to us, even as an older generation, to teach our younger generation? How to yeah, grow up. Yeah, exactly right. Because we don't come with a handbook. No. Do we? We've got to figure it out along the way. Yeah. Right? And so um, it, it, it makes it very difficult because they don't know what to do because no, no one's teaching them. Like I started a podcast show last year. Yes, on, I've listened to some yeah, of the episodes. <laughs> and it's, you know, the, the messaging is getting so much better in it. But it's, 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 I want to show them that, hey, look, you know what? If you want this dream, especially because at the moment I'm wanting to help young sportswomen, yes. you know. If you want this dream, then there's all these things that you're going to have to do, and these are the steps that you've got to take. And I, I'm, and I'm doing that because I wish that was yes given to me. I wish I had someone out there that said that you know that was an athlete and said, "Look, Tiff, you've got to do this, 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 and this, and you've got to work on this, 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 and this, and we're, you've got to analyze your game this, this, this way, and you've got to you know all of those kinds of things that you need to be doing." I wish someone had helped me do that because I, was, I would be would have been become the tennis player I really wanted to become. So tell me what lessons, what other lessons did you learn during golf? Oh, gee whiz, there's so many things. I learned so much about me. This is where everything started to change because when I took up golf, I was like, oh yes, I've got this chance to be this athlete again. Oh athlete. my god, really? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I was like, okay, tennis didn't happen for me. I've golf is it? I've been given a second chance. And I'm not going to stuff this one up, you know. So when I, so the the training aspect didn't floor me at all. It was like, okay, let's just, I've got to do what I've got to do. If I've got to do the 12-hour days and do that, that's what I did, Yeah. you know, when I had the time. Because I had a tennis coaching business still and my sports skills business. So I just worked everything around that. So and and also, you know, I did work with mum and dad as well. So we worked around, we worked around that. So I spent my life down at the golf course. So rather than being a kid at the tennis courts like I used to be, I became an adult at the golf course. Okay. All the picking time. Picking up big kid. Picking up sexy men. Yeah. <laughs> that came later. Oh, later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, so, but I didn't want, and I always consider it my tennis demons. I didn't want my tennis demons to come back and haunt me in golf because I could see them coming up. I oh, was so you could see them. I was aware of it. I was aware of it. this time you were aware of it. I was aware of it, yeah, yeah, much more aware. So I was like, okay, we've got to do something about this. So I started reading a book. If, I don't know if you read this one. Um, it's quite a famous one. Um, Think and Grow Rich. Rich, yes. I know, well. It was my first book, High Five, yes, no, yeah. Now, before you continue, did you, my favourite part of that book is the introduction where he says, there's a secret in this introduction, and if you can know, if you can find a secret, then you don't have to read the rest of the book. Did you? Read? I don't remember that. <laughs> Do you know what the no, secret is? No, what was it? The secret is your thoughts create your reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what that That's whole book so is about, right. yeah, isn't it? Is, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So tell for me sure. more yeah. about. It. Yeah, so I started reading that, and I thought, oh. oh gosh, can we do this sort of thing? This is great. amazing. Right? Yeah, yeah, it blew my mind. So tell me, because for the audience who haven't read it, tell us what that book talks about. It really talks about how to get your your thought process in place. 
right, or what you need to be thinking about. So rather than really thinking in, in simple terms, rather than thinking negatively, it's telling you how to push yourself forward and go after what you want and what kind of thoughts that you actually need to be putting into your head versus Absolutely. obviously the negative ones. Because he went and he studied the richest men at the time yes. it was written in a very, very early Yes, the richest man of the the times. And that's constantly what the result was. They thought themselves rich in this case. But they they aligned their thoughts with what they wanted. And therefore the the words followed and the behaviour followed, right? Yeah, definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely. So I thought, oh, this is really really good stuff. Great that I've been exposed to this. So... um, so I went looking for answers of, okay, how can I improve myself? And more about was how can I not let these tennis demons come back and haunt me? What, what do I need to do to do that? So I went and did a course, um, personal development course, and what I discovered was a three-day really intensive uh, course, and it really stripped back the layers of all these things that I was holding on to. So I discovered a lot of things that I was holding on to as a kid growing up, and I was like, oh... Oh, this is much deeper than golf. <laughs> I'm learning more about me. Oh, that's 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 weird because all I wanted to do was learn how to shift my thinking into playing into that zone. You know, that perfect okay, zone, yes. everything flows. The winner's mindset. Yeah, yeah, and just everything just flows. Like you don't have to think about it. It all just happens. You don't have to try too hard because it's just there in your hands. It's yes. just an amazing feeling. And I thought, I just want to learn how to do that you know, all the time. And um, so what ended up happening was I discovered about me and I was like, oh, okay, oh, this is... Were you surprised what you found? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realise all the thoughts that that I had actually was holding on to um, were the things that were actually holding me back from moving forward. And it surprises me that I was successful as a tennis coach and successful in a sports skills business, successful as a golf coach because... Of the the lashings, the lashings I used to give to myself, and that's yeah. not unusual. You know, there's a lot of very successful people out there, but they're not fulfilled. They have yeah. such inner turmoil, yeah. which once again starts uh, bringing up the question of what is success, yeah. really? Yeah, right. Yeah, it does. Because yeah. is success having a business, money, a car, or is success? being able to wake up in the morning and look yourself in the mirror and go, you know what, you're okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And, and that's what it is. It's, it's looking at yourself in the mirror and going, I'm pretty Yeah, happy. I know. <laughs> I, I stuff, do you yeah, do that right. too? Yeah. I thought I was the only one who did that. Like, hey, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Come back to my place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. And so... Yeah. Um, Took a long time to get there, though. It does take... And, mm. and I love that because... It, then it wasn't overnight, right? No. So it wasn't an overnight transformation, which once again, I think, in the personal development space mm. is promoted as follow your passion and do the seminar and voila, yeah. you are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, like, the process that sort of went through. Uh, learning about Yeah, yeah. So from the seminar, really, what did you, yeah, what did you go really, on to? Well, when, when, the more I played golf, the more I discovered, like, all these things that were going on. So... I always say to people, if you really want to know, if you really want to know someone, go and play golf with them, <laughs> because you really discover who they are. Because all their vulnerabilities will come up. I can usually tell what a person's like by their golf swing, the speed of their golf swing, and how they operate 
like when they're walking around on the golf course. Um, oh, David, we should have brought a golf yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make yeah, you tell by me. Yeah. 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 It's a bit dangerous. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just simple things. You know, you can see the impatience coming up in people and, and yes. all that kind of stuff. And golf you can't be impatient with. So a lot and of that's it, why I don't play it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, um, and I found like for me, learning golf was very therapeutic because it helped me focus on something else other than me. Too. Yeah. So I found that quite good. Um, but oh, and I want to stop you there. You just said it helped me focus on something else other than me. Yes. And I feel that when we get in that depressive, uh, let me scrap that word, where we come into that low space that the focus is so on self Mm. so on ego Mm. that and it's relentless you know it's a relentless focus on self and then often coming out of that as you say doing something or even being of service Mm. like going out helping someone else Mm helps you break out of yourself mm. because you really are trapped within. Oh, big time. Right? Big time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's why I think it is. It's almost a very victim-like, egotistical behaviour, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. It doesn't... You wouldn't say so, but it is. It's yeah. very victim. Woe is me, victim yeah. behaviour, yeah, right? Yeah. Poor little me, mm. right? Yeah. How important do you think it is not to identify with a goal? So what I mean by that is so often we want to reach a dream mm-hmm. and then we reach it and we go... Oh, that it? Bleh. It's like Christmas. Right? Yeah. It's and like looking like, for Christmas. But, and then <clears throat> it's just the next thing. It's just looking externally. Once mm. again, it's looking externally for fulfilment. Mm-hmm. Right? I, only when I achieve this goal will I feel fulfilled. Yes, yes. But how important is it to feel fulfilled from the inside. Incredibly important. From How the... do we do that? Well, again, it's a journey, isn't it? It's, it's the, the things that you're going to be doing each day to help you get to where you want to go. Um, what do you do to connect with yourself internally? I meditate. Um, I visualise. Um, I write out a... I, I, set it, I, I, you know, I set goals for the day of what I want to accomplish, and it's not like oh, you know, I've got to earn this amount of money and I've got to do this, this and this. It might be, I want my back to be pain-free today. You know, something simple like that. I want to go out and enjoy teaching golf today or I want to go out and have fun with my nieces, whatever we do today. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at the the things that bring me joy. Yes. You know? And and I think that's where we get too lost is that we're so focused on, I've got to get that goal and we lose sight of, well, why are we here? We're here to enjoy yes. our life and to be comfortable in our own skin. And well, the interesting, know. yeah, the interesting thing is I follow um, someone called Sadhguru, and he talks about joy being the prerequisite to life. Mm. So he's saying we have to be internally joyful, and only once we've reached that internal bliss can we then think about anything else. Yeah. Because otherwise. Our happiness is always at stake and we won't do the things that need to be done. So if it's constantly attached to external things, Mm. then we will never do what needs to be done. But if we can wake up every morning and know, I'm okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter what happens, it doesn't matter what someone says, I'm okay. Mm. Exactly. And right. meditation is amazing for that. Meditation is really, yeah, it's really good. It just gets you. I like meditation more because it helps me stay in the moment. Mm. So it helps me. And, and you know, again, I use it from a sports point of view because it's all about learning how to focus. But you've got to enjoy what you're doing. You know, like I see the older women who, who play golf and they're like, oh, I've got to get rid of this ball and I've got to do this with it. <laughs> you enjoy the shots yeah, so yeah you're here to enjoy the game yes. like why don't you come out and like oh god that felt like a great shot whereas they'll hit a shot which i think's pretty amazing for them and the, and they'll look at me but it went in the bunker and i'll you know it's like a sand pit yeah yeah that was a baker is yeah, yeah. <laughs> some people are explaining yeah, yeah, that's right <laughs> <laughs> like, hey and they go but it went in the bunker and i said yeah but what an awesome shot you yes. played oh yeah but you know but it's gone in the bunker and now i've got to do the, like, no yeah. You hit the ball the best you've ever hit it. Enjoy that. And you it's know? so true. It's celebrating the little wins. It is. It right? is. Because the little wins bring the big wins. The little wins bring the big wins. That's yeah. so true. And I also feel we don't play enough anymore. No. We don't play enough anymore. Everything's so serious. Like getting a real job, right? Yeah. You gra- <laughs> and I'm just picking on that. Just rolling that. That's absolutely right there. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. you wrote this amazing book. Yes. Called Focus. Tell me about the book. Uh, yeah, really, uh, the book is actually Lessons Learned from Sport. If you don't believe in you, then you're not going to get to where you want to go. So I, I heavily talk about belief in the book because, you, like a sports person, if you don't believe that you're going to be a tennis a professional tennis player, like I didn't, then you won't. I wasn't, you know, yes. that kind of thing. So, and I pose a lot of... It's more like a workbook as well. Like I pose a lot of questions in the book and get you to really think about what it is that you want and then how you're going to get there and how you're going to solve these problems. I love the word focus. Yes. I think, um, you know, when you grow up, you get, oh, I don't know if, if that happened to you, but I was always told to concentrate. But no one ever taught me how to concentrate. Exactly. No one ever shows me, like, this is what you need. You need to focus, be present, cut out all distractions. Mm. And that's the same with focus. Yes, that's right. Focus, focus, focus. Yes. I don't know how to focus. Yeah. And I feel focus is so essential yes, yes. to come inside mm. for everything in mm. life. Because when you can focus, you can observe. And when you observe, you can actually see what's really going on. Yeah, you can. For yourself and internally and externally. Mm-hmm. And I had an interview with a woman and she said, meditation makes you dangerous. Yeah. Because you can focus the mind. That's right. And I was like, that's so true. It is true. And I really wrote the book for my, for my two nieces. That was really the motivation behind. I wanted to give them a blueprint because we don't have a handbook. There's something yes, to help them along, along their journey in their life as they're becoming, you know, young women. Um, who's ever thought it? Who's it? Oh, <laughs> You I don't know. know. <laughs> no, it's just so. It's not like you in disguise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my younger self. Yeah, that's what I was like when I was like previous life. <laughs> I was yeah. like, just wondering if yeah. you yeah. Yeah. No, 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 non-specific. But um, I really like the the eyes. Yeah, and, and you know, like she's athletic. She's like, got determination, exactly right? Exactly right. And I do really like sport because I think sport 
teaches you so many lessons, so many, and also um, it teaches you camaraderie and focus. It teaches you so many beautiful lessons, mm. and I think mm. it's a beautiful way mm. to help younger people deal with a lot of that. Because you know, like your emotions go crazy yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. right? To deal with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, and I just, I really want to acknowledge you for being so open and honest about living with regret for 25 mm. years. Because that's not an easy thing to do. You could easily be shameful about that and, you know, but you're saying, hey, I, this is it. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I, I literally wasted 25 years almost of my happiness. If, I don't, if I'm putting words yeah, in your mouth, no, just stop me. <laughs> I, could, I yeah, could be doing yeah, that. No. And you know, going, I want to take that experience and I want to share the lessons of that, not the anguish of it, mm. but the lessons of it. Mm. Mm. And I think that takes great courage. And yeah, I, I really you. want to acknowledge you for yeah, that. Thank you. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I feel like I should be high-fiving. Yeah. This is like a sport thing, yeah. right? I'm sure we're wearing something sporty. What am I wearing this for? Yeah. Um, look, uh, tell us, first of all, where can our audience get hold of you? Uh, well, if you come to my website, it's probably the best thing, Tiffany, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-Mika, M-I-K-A.com. And yeah. is there a place there where they can sign up for a newsletter or something? Yeah, yeah, and they can send me emails or give me a call or whatever. It's got all my information, contact details yeah, and great. everything on there. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah, yeah. Um, can I keep this book? Um, I'll have to get you a copy, oh, yeah. I can't keep <laughs> yeah, this book. Yeah. But, uh, I'll, get you a, I'll definitely get you a copy of it. Yeah, because yes. I would love to um, give this away to oh, the absolutely. audience members. Yeah, 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 for sure. As, for a, sure. as a gift and um, so yeah. they can, you know, when they watch this interview and share it, that then they can grab it as yeah, well, right, yeah, and share yeah. it with their friends, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so not this copy, but another yeah, one. That's no, <laughs> the first copy. It's just that's the first copy. Sweet, yeah. <gasps> It's the it's the original copy, so it just needs a couple of little tweaks. Oh, I love tweaks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing! I won't say what the tweaks are. But this needs a couple. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. We yeah. don't know any better. Yeah. Um, so my favourite question mm-hmm. is, what is your red hot truth, and how are you living it? Red hot truth: be comfortable in your own skin. Is uh, and uh, I like to always say at the end of everything that I do is. Uh, Dream big, believe in you, and go after your dreams. Yeah. yeah. And how are you doing that? Oh, <laughs> read the book. Read the book. <laughs> Stop giving all the secrets yeah. away. It's yeah. in the book. It's all in the book. But I just want to thank you again for sharing a wonderful story with thank us, you. for writing this amazing book for young women, and um, just making the workbook too, and um, for having the courage to follow your dreams mm. now mm. and not care what anyone else thinks because you just know it's right yeah so thank you for that yeah pleasure thank Thank you you guys Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you haven't yet downloaded the number one deadly mistake athletes make, make sure you go to tiffany-mica.com and download the number one deadly mistake athletes make. Share with me what you like best about what you heard in the comments section wherever you hear this episode. Share with your friends that you know that would benefit from these episodes. And please leave a five-star review wherever you hear these episodes. I would really appreciate it. Dream big, believe in you, go after your dreams, have an absolutely awesome day.